Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. We have to get right into it. I have a returning guest who you know and you love, and she always has hot takes, and she usually watches The Bachelor when we're down to like four or five people, but this time we got her in a little early. I can't wait to hear what she has to say about Zach. Dr. Darcy, how are you? I am. I am in research fatigue because there were 11 people plus yes. a bachelor that I had to get to know in in a two hour span. I think I like hit hit rewind and and fast forward a million times. What should have been a two hour episode probably took four. Wow. Thank you so but, much for the Oh, of course. I'm not going to show up, you know, unable to weigh in. Um, yeah, I didn't think it. So it's interesting. Right before we started recording, you were like, it was a little bit of a boring episode. I'm glad that you validated that because I didn't want to be a dick and be like, wow, I well, I didn't realize that it was boring until it got good. Mm. And when it got good, I was like, whoa, this is this is why it always confirms why the bachelor industry exists. Every time I do your show and I have to watch this, (laughs) there's a moment where I just like 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 a fish hook. I just get taken. Oh, I cannot wait to hear what it was. And I think that that's a good example of how the editing, I mean, in all reality shows, obviously there's a million reasons the editing is important, but for The Bachelor, it's always fascinating to me what they choose to highlight, what we find out later, they may be cut out. And I know they were dealing with some weird circumstances here with the COVID of it all, but the things that they decided to keep in were truly mind-blowing to me, which we'll get to, but I think, so I'm excited to hear what your moment was because some of the things they chose, I was like, what What are we watching right now? I felt so bad for them. I honestly, I like, so my brain w- went into many different, was of many different minds. Like my brain went to, into the mind of what I imagined production must've been like mm-hmm. when The Bachelor gets COVID and there are all these union rules where they have to be in quarantine. And like, what is it? A third or a quarter of the time that they get to interact with the cast members, the contestants, they're like in seclusion. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, how how dry must the material have been that these were their choices to keep in it? That's how I feel too. And I also just think, I want to go back to the beginning in a second, but while we're talking about just the COVID of it all, 
I think that in the age of Love is Blind and these shows that have kind of reinvented reality television in a way where they took out these people seeing each other for 10 days, two weeks, however the first part of that is, these are some of the best producers in the biz on The Bachelor. This show has been on for 20 years for a reason. I'm disappointed that even the iPad part, the way it was, they, the women didn't even know they could pick up the iPad. Like we hadn't been in COVID for the last three years. 100%. But also imagine if they did some sort of like, intimate test or like where they had they they set up questions or they had to kind of talk about real stuff over zoom or over like in a pod like love is blind like kind of take out that part and that actually would have been maybe a way for the show to keep up with some of the more dating trends or that kind of view of like can we establish a relationship that's not just physical first and they already have so maybe like halfway through we take out the physical for a second and we get real here and instead of us getting drunk around london which i love to do personally i mean just Make out with an, or make out with an orange. I'm sorry. Yeah. Really? Really? I, I mean, I'm just glad they didn't pull out a banana, to be honest. Like, literally, this was their best idea. This is the one that made the cut. Right. Look, I, I'm not a producer and um, I shouldn't shit on them. And I apologize. But we're here to provide commentary. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. We make fun. We yeah. make fun of the things that pe of the decisions people already made. Um, yeah. So want to get in it? Yeah, let's get in it. Um, we, what are your first impressions of Zach? So you obviously, um, you know, are getting to know him here and it was again, a wonky one, but you did, we'll get more into like the one-on-one -on -one specifically and Gabby, but just Zach overall watching him for these two hours. Were you, are you rooting for him? Are you questioning him? Where do you stand with Zach as our lead? It's so funny because I start neutral. I mm -hmm. always start neutral and I guess the way I lean into this show is always like, I kind of imagine each of them as my client. All right. You know, because I want to start from a neutral place and I want to, I think it's the only way I understand to get to know anybody. Sadly, even people I meet in my personal life, I have one way of getting to know people and it's, it's from a truly neutral perspective. Um, I found him a little, you know, as I often do, I found him a little bland initially. Right. Um, That's I found kind him, of the brand he's getting a little, the boring bachelor. I know. And I, haven't we said this before? I yes. feel like Sarah, I've known you for like seasons now. This is, yes. this is like, we have a relationship at this point. For sure. Well, we've said this about a cut. This is not the first bachelor that we have found to have the, you know, the personality of Biden, but you know, but I gave him, you know, look, it's it's week five. He's mm -hmm. not they're all trying to be. I also know what it's like to be in the show, not right. that show, but in a show, a reality show. People are trying to be really careful. He's really trying to be careful. He's really trying not to make mistakes. And that does make you appear a little vanilla. A hundred percent. You know, I totally he, agree. So so I, I think that um I understand the human inclination to titrate your personality, but it makes for wah, wah, a little yeah. bit. You're giving less flexibility with an edit because we always say sarcasm doesn't always land on reality TV, but when it does, you become a star or when you're funny, it becomes a star. That being said, it's a risk to be funny or be silly because that can be edited also to make you look crazy. So it's it's a double-edged sword for sure, but to even jump ahead just because it goes along with this, the Greer of it all, because I mean, her meltdown started and ended, it kind of book, bookmarked the episode. But at the end, when they had that conversation over Zoom and she was trying to relate to him about and the sales. That is where my opinion changes. Okay. Okay, dude, honestly, look, 
I don't think you have to be an emotionally intelligent genius. And you don't need the I, the EQ of a genius to understand that Greer was like legitimately trying to empathize right. and validate what he must be going through. I found his response to her to be so ungenerous. And then, and she, you know, first of all, there's look, I don't like bullies and I don't, and I'm very sensitive to power dynamics. There is a major power dynamic. He has it all. They have nothing. Okay. And I think it's very important that when there's a power imbalance, that we be generous with each other. I'm a big fan of punching up. I do not punch down. She like completely, she read the room, the room. She read the virtual room. She realized that she fucked up right away. True. She realized that she messed up. She took responsibility for, she, she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I realized that this didn't land the way what I meant to say. And she was like, you know, it reminds me of like my little kitten who, when she upsets my bigger cat, rolls on her back and shows her belly. Like that's what Greer did. And the guy doubled down. And read like, was he trying to communicate that he was morally superior? I I don't know what his point was there. I found it so off-putting and I try not to take a soundbite and um, imagine and project upon it a whole character trait or series of character traits. But like, is that how he responds when when he feels morally superior, when he feels like he's right and someone else is wrong? Because if that was a glimpse into his conflict resolution skills, I'm not a fan. That's very that's very interesting. And I think it could be that. I think it's partly that. And I also think it goes back to what we were just saying of he is trying really hard to come across perfect on this show and he's in his head about it and he's thinking oh no red flag comparison of sales to being the bachelor i need everyone to know that i'm here for the right reasons i'm a bachelor who wants a wife i don't want you know it's not about screen time or whatever like i think he drew this crazy conclusion when i agree with you that she was simply trying to be like getting covid at an inconvenient time sucks sometimes it's at work sometimes it was that it was that basic yes. it was literally i think as it was deep as a puddle it was as deep as a puddle she was just trying to connect with him and validate him and and this guy i think your absolute your take is I think your take is right. And I think that he was worried that Mm -hmm. this was going to hold him in a negative light. So what he did was he behaved in an unjust. He could have done it more gently. He didn't have to be that aggressive. Yeah. He looked like mean daddy. I also think he, so last season with what he was going with Rachel and they had like this weird breakup. They had like a great quote unquote relationship, totally normal, fine. Like he was like a clear like front runner ish like nothing he was nice guy and then they went to the fantasy suite like overnight part where they don't bring the cameras and the next morning it was this very cryptic like something happened and they still never told us what it was what they talked about that like switched a flag for her to be like i don't think we're compatible anymore and he subsequently accused her without officially saying it that she was like acting when they were in front of the camera because they thought this connection and then the cameras went away and he was like you're acting you're being a different person she argues i didn't feel it with you as much and whatever we talked about upset me and i was now like i do value my other two relationships more and i wasn't trying to be fake he said that that invalidated every action they had on camera because she was so different behind the scenes so that's just another interesting layer because with this Greer thing, like you're saying, he 
is so paranoid about everything. And now he thinks like she was acting and he like didn't handle that well. He immediately like, accused her of being an actress versus kind of expressing like what went wrong from his point of view. It was immediate, a little bit like of an accusation. And I I never thought, I don't know. And Rachel was kind of like controversial. People didn't always love her. So I don't know if we maybe sided with him like as a society because it was easier. And she was like, maybe she was acting, but looking back, maybe he was unfair with Rachel too. Like he kind of talked down to her in that same way. And from a relationship skills perspective, mm-hmm. zooming out, you have to know how to have a fight with people, right? You have to know how to have a disagreement with people. Anyone you have any kind of relationship with, you're going to have disagreements because we're not twins. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And you're different from me. You have a different worldview, a different perspective, a whole different history than I have. And sometimes my well-meaning remarks are going to hurt you. When that happens, we have to be able to disagree without being disagreeable. And that means a win-win outcome. He feels to me like given the context of what you just gave me, mm-hmm. that makes me wonder if he's a win-lose binary, like zero-sum game kind of thinker. And that right. is not going to make for happy long-term relationships in any area of his life. We talk a lot about just like bachelor, you know, about like age on this show. He's 26. Do you think mm-hmm. being 26 is part of that? I think that you're, <laughs> well, what we know about being 26, what we yeah. know about the brain is that the prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until about 33, Okay, which, which arguably should cause us to question, forget the drinking age. How about right. the age at which we can buy a gun, um, make major life decisions. So the prefrontal cortex is the part of our brain that is in charge of allowing us to um, anticipate the consequences of our behaviors. So it allows us to connect the dots. Oh, this bad thing happened in the past. Maybe I shouldn't do that again. This bad thing that I did in that when I did this in the past, it didn't turn out well. Maybe I shouldn't do that again. It's not fully that's not fully functional on this guy for another, I don't know, four, five, six, seven years. Crazy. Yes. I think it's I, I think that we do have to offer him a little bit of grace. Listen, the pressure on this show. Right. I mean, his tears, he was coming apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. And that was not be- only because of COVID or only because of the snapshot. That was a that was a culmination of the pressure that these people experience on that show. Not just he flew in in the same day he landed. He had this psychotically scheduled day with the person that he had the one on one with. What was yeah. Gabby. Gabby? Gabby. Yeah, I mean. I I don't know about you. I've flown abroad. I've been lucky. Yeah. I've been I've literally been to London. Not that mm-hmm. that's a big deal, but like I remember being. 19, <laughs> I love London. So. I was 19 years old when I went to London. When I landed, I needed to sleep for a day. I lost a day because I was like, I'm either going to be crazy or I'm going to be rusted and have three good days here. Right. I was only there for four days. But he didn't have a choice. No. And they came from the Bahamas. And before that, they were in California. And so he's at that midway point where a lot of bachelors, I think, hit a breaking point or leads bachelorettes too, where they're still like, they're so in it. So first of all, they're so they're officially far removed from their life because it's been now a couple of weeks of production. They're down to these 11 people. So they have to be somewhat thinking like, okay, 
am I going to get engaged to one of these people? Do I feel any connection to them? Like we're past the point where I can really fake it to a total degree. Plus I'm making a reality show that is on, you know, season, this is season 27 of the bachelor. It's a franchise. It's a major network, a lot's riding on his shoulders. And now I'm the reason they're not going to, they're going to have to tape this boring part of the show. So he probably is feeling blamed. No, it's not his fault. He got COVID. He's probably feeling so overwhelmed that he's like, this episode of the show is going to suck. Like even thinking about that layer, let alone that he is missing time with the women he's supposed to be falling in love with. Like it's so layered. And back to you, Sarah, they should have had something in the last three years in their back pocket. That was such, they missed such an opportunity to go into depth. Like, look, we, they could have turned it into an oddly deep episode. You know what I mean? Like, so I always say to my clients, your first dates those are the times to use the litmus test questions to rule people out. Okay. Those are the times where you can be like, so tell me about your last relationship. Now, I don't necessarily judge someone in their mid twenties if they haven't had a relationship, though I do think it's an orange flag. Like really, what have you been doing? You've not like been in a relationship. What does that mean? Like not even six months. Um, And, and if you're out of your twenties, I absolutely consider that to be a red flag. I want to hear about somebody's last relationship. I want to hear how they spin it. I want to hear how they characterize it. I want to understand why they think they broke up because here's the next part of my litmus, my four tier, my four part litmus questions for the most unsexy first date ever. Uh What was your role in it? If the person can't identify their role, if their answer is, well, I missed the warning signs Or, I mean, I suppose that's an explanation, but I would hope one would have a deeper explanation then because that 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 impugns the part, the ex-partner. Yeah, Um, I would I would hope that the partner has reflected on their own behaviors and isn't just like, I I don't know. I don't have a good picker. You know, I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean to be mean to people, but I literally think that it is imperative that we take responsibility for why any relationship doesn't work. Employer, employee, right. friendship, um, intimate, familial, like we have to own a little piece of it because if we don't, we have no power. And then my final question is like, because in case the um, the excitement didn't completely deflate, um, this one will do it. What have you done since then to bridge the gap so that you don't play that out in the next relationship? Ooh. Like there could have been such I mean, they could have turned that into a uh, drinking game where the girls were drinking and he was doing shots of B12 or something. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, or like um, elderberry or whatever the Drink shit. If you take we responsibility for the end of your last relationship and then he like notes which ones he wants to follow up questions like, oh, my God, we should be producing. You this know show. what I'm saying, Sarah? Like when you're ready to do the next reality show, I'm your girl. Let's I'm do your it. Girl. And, and then, then there'll also, be two other snarky people who will be yes. offering commentary about how we suck. Yeah, 100% right. It, it, take everything with a grain of salt, people, we know. But also <laughs> that brings it back to what I was explaining about Rachel with last season and what you were saying about past relationships. Because granted, obviously, to get to know Zach more, we would need to know about like a relationship outside the show. But because it is the only part we really know of him, he did say on his one-on-one date with Gabby, last season, I thought I knew someone and then I learned that I didn't. So that's, again, him saying, 
Rachel down. was acting like this crazy whatever when they like maybe maybe it is maybe it was that different behind the scenes and he was like okay was I on a show that like is I thought it was real but now that the cameras are gone she's acting and she's acting like totally different I think she probably also did like the other guys more and didn't want to like lead him on and was like now that the cameras are down and I don't have to you know fake it a little because there is something and I get the concern as a contestant you don't want to feel like they're faking it but they are making a show she also sent people home like left and right so I don't think that's what she was doing the whole time but I think she liked the other two more didn't want to lead Zach on because if she did that behind scenes everyone the whole question would be like why'd we sleep together if you liked the other two so you can't necessarily win but that's just another example of him putting all the blame on her and not saying at all like I should have maybe whatever we fought about or whatever we disagreed and maybe I could have presented that earlier I I don't know anything or maybe I could have asked her what was right. it about me because there need to be exit surveys yeah we need to have exit interviews whenever we separate and decide not to be in a relationship anymore employers have it with employees well good ones do right and, and Listen, I always I always think this to myself with clients. I'm like, can I just survey your exes to find out? Because I because my clients come to me wanting to take risks. Nobody would come to me if they wanted to blame the world for their problems. Right. I'm I'm not your girl for that. So people do come to me earnest and wanting to take responsibility. But because we you know, people do tend to avoid being harsh to each other if they're like even remotely good humans. A lot of times they don't have the data points. So I have this fantasy that I can like do this survey with the exes, get the data points and then teach the person what they need to learn so that they don't so they make new mistakes in the next relationship. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think also on the show, the only version of that is like crying in the limo when they leave. But they don't they don't ask them anything of we don't even see the producers ask the questions. It's supposed to be this like suspended disbelief that they get into the limo and they're just hysterically crying by themselves to no one, which obviously there's someone in there being like, how do you feel? Whatever. But then it's just this, like, I thought it was the one I thought it was the one they never say, like, I could have done this. It, it, it's such a missed opportunity. What as, could even I have done differently? Truly, honestly, let's teach some relationship skills, people. Yeah. Like, what could I have done differently? Right. And I, 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 listen, any future contestants, if you want to win the hearts of like your viewers, ask the person that, what could I have done differently? How could I have said that so it didn't land like that? Right. I get that you can't have a two hour episode riddled with questions of that magnitude, mm-hmm. but one or right. two would be such a cherry on their learning curve. And you can have an episode when you can't leave the room anyway. So if there was ever going to be one. I know. Well, they'll know Uh, for next time. Yeah, true. But again, this is like the third season of COVID's been a thing, so they should have figured it out. But to go back to the first date, um, Gabby did get, you know, the royal treatment. They do a version of this every year with a shopping date. You know, they get to try on clothes. They always pick one of the girls who are going to, you know, somehow act like Zach is actually buying them these things, which is I know, it's, show. It's so ironic. It's not even, that's the wrong characterization. It's so interesting how they come home with all these bags as if, as right. if these Zach companies, had anything to do with it. Right. Or picking the dates. Yes. I, I know it's so hard. It's hard for us to be viewers anymore. Isn't I know it? it really is, especially because we watched Greer have this meltdown over tea and listen girl i like a cup of tea 
I, I went to London. I've been to London a couple of times. I went to a high tea. I went to a champagne tea. I like tea too. I don't have a tea tattoo, <laughs> but the way she was so devastated, like I told him I liked tea and I didn't pick this. He didn't pick me for this date. You have to look at yourself and be like, he didn't pick anyone for this date. He's not picking who goes on the dates. In my oh, opinion. Interesting, Sarah. I mean, I think he maybe says to the producers, I Even like Gabby. Who do you like? I see Gabby in the next couple of weeks. Make sure I see Catherine, whoever. He does say that. But from my understanding, they're the Bachelor's not planning the dates, and I don't know how much control. Maybe they have some say. Maybe they can put the foot down. But the show is very much trying to figure out the order of who we need you. They don't want them to see someone too many weeks in a row alone because then they'll progress. Like they're very strategic about who goes on what date. And Greer is not dumb. Like she, the show's been on for so long. Maybe it's just, I get it. She's in the world. She's an emotional girl. Like there's a lot going on. You're whatever. But Zach one probably doesn't even remember your T tattoo. And even if he did, I don't know if it's up to him to decide. Right. I mean, literally the look on my face just now, for those of you who can't see my face, I it, it's as if Sarah just told me Santa Claus didn't exist. I, I was like, wait, what? They I don't, don't know get for to sure. Pick their but... dates? No, I'm sure that they don't get to pick the agenda and schedule their dates. Mm. But I, I guess I always I went with it. I imagine that they picked the people that they wanted to date regardless the the response did feel over the top i also wonder like could gabby have offered again a little bit more generosity when she came back by saying guys i i don't want to make anyone feel bad and right. is it possible that she did say that and yet yeah i don't know i think it would have inoculated a lot of the hurt feelings i don't yeah. i don't know that that happened i I what I can imagine. And again, who the hell knows if we're right? I can imagine her asking a producer because women were socialized to be nice and polite and not hurt people's feelings. I can imagine her saying to a producer, should I walk in and be like, guys, I don't want to make anyone feel bad. Mm -hmm. And the producer saying, like, I guess I probably watched too much Unreal, like the producer being <laughs> right. like, no, these girls, you have to be in it to win it. Like, I don't yeah. know. What do I know? But I also think Never that goes along be with invited as an expert onto this show. <laughs> just be clear. Me Go either. <laughs> Me either. Um, but it goes along with the same lines of how they had her walk by Greer and have Greer it's crying in over front of her. her. And I'm sorry, you're leaning against my right. door. Yeah. How I don't believe in coincidences. No. No way. And that was like, it, it kind of made me giggle. So I was like, okay, like, I guess it's innocent enough, but it's also obviously like diabolical. So it's, it's always a thin line on the show of what is like actually funny and lands versus like, was that necessary? That was mean, but I definitely don't think Gabby wanted to do that. I, I think either. she walked past it genuinely was like, oh my God, probably running through her head. Are they going to actually make me like, she was probably hoping that can't be my room. And then right. I turn around and be like, oh no, that's what's happening. Literally I am literally her show. worst nightmare. Yeah. But, I mean, Gabby, I know it's easy to Monday morning quarterback this, but next time squat down and be like, girl, you okay? Right. Do you want one of my gifts? Yeah. Do you like take this one, watch? Take one, take one of them. Just, just here. Yeah. Have one of them, Um, you know, as a consolation prize. But I get it. It's like, it's, they're trying to make something interesting. They're Imagine really she was like, do you want my perfume that we custom made that I hope we wear at our wedding? And you can, you can always remember. What is it called? Zany or something like that. that um, was... I wrote it down. Zabby. Zabby. Zab yes. Zabby. Zabby. Zany. 
Zabby. It's even yes. funnier. I know. And it That's was, inter- I was involved. personally triggered by all the royal references because I have to cover Meghan and Harry um, basically every time they breathe at this job. And I'm a little over every member of the family. I'm not even on sides. I'm just over the saturation of everyone. And we had the corgis. We had the butlers. You're literally the only royal. American who is over the royals. I know. But I can imagine why. But I, I was can- getting up at 5 a.m. to watch this Netflix show and transcribe every episode. I read the book like... Like in getting screenshots sent to me of it leaked. Like it's just, I mean, I'm still fascinated. I say that by the way, and I will read and listen to everything. Like I'm a liar, but I, and if you ever want to download it, I'm obsessed. And on top of every aspect of that, because I'm a loser, I'm an American who hears a British accent and I swoon, even if it's from a guy and I'm a lesbian. Like (laughs) literally, I, I, my knees buckle. I can't imagine their fake accents on this show did much for you, though, because those were some pretty bad ones. No, you know what the worst was? Not not that it's about me, but literally when they were messing with the guard, I was 19 and remember doing the same thing. I'm like, oh, my God, we've not changed. We've not. It's just what dumb Americans do. We literally try to get these guards to blink, to talk, to laugh. Oh, my God. I had flashbacks and the shame just flooded me. I was like, no, girls, don't do it. I have to ask in a, you know, before we get too off the rails, though, like, are you team Megan and Harry or are you team royal family? Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I'm I'm both. I think that they've okay. both missed major opportunities. I feel like Harry has been terribly misguided. The people who have been giving him advice have been wrong mm-hmm. because there's no way that his behavior is resulting, I don't think, in a reconciliation. And he seemed so sincere. I have a real sensitive bullshit meter. I have to because I have to rely on your words right. if you're my client. And so, because there's no blood test for a shrink to analyze, to know what what wounds need to be healed. And so he came across as so sincere to me and hurt and angry and want and loving and loving. And like the idea that they're he and his brother are not going to fully reconcile. It doesn't even seem to be a thought in his mind. Like, right. I, I believe that he believes that they're absolutely going to come together, which I think is it's it's a credit to their secure attachment. You're going to wish you never asked this question. No, I'm loving this. But it's a credit to their to their to the two brothers secure attachment style. But I, I think I, I hope I'm wrong. I don't think it's happening because I think that the breaches that he has engaged in are going to be considered unforgivable. Right. But I, I also I have a problem with that mm-hmm. because I think we're only as sick as our deep, deepest secrets. And, you know, 
listen, he and Megan have a real perspective. They have right. a real perspective. I get it. I get it. Get it. Cry me a river. How many hundreds of millions did they make off of that? But a what lot. were their options for yeah. making a living? Right. What were their other options? What was Harry going to do? Work for Amazon? I mean, <laughs> seriously, people. Right. No, I agree. I think there's truth on both sides. I do think it's interesting. And I did think he comes off very genuine. And a lot of times when he speaks about this and he has this hope, but then it's like, how can you have this hope when you did sign this book deal? You did like, you've gone. So like the book just really shook me with how much he revealed and live your truth, I guess. But then maybe like, I think you're right. A lot of the advice he's been given and I'm not blaming Megan. It's probably a lot of people. No, I don't think it's Megan at all. Right. It's the probably way like it's that was implied. No, I think. No, no, I know you didn't say that. I, I do think that he has, uh, confidants who mm -hmm. are not giving him the best advice. And I think within the royal family, probably the same thing. I think Charles and William are probably getting advice from people that are putting things in their ear about hair. Like, I think if any of these people removed all the outside noise, they could probably get down to, we let so much get in the way. Our lives are crazy. Like, let's just take it all away for a minute. But they are never going to do that. If this And as a relationship work. therapist, my my priority is always going to be to preserve relationships. Mm. Always, always. And I try to see around corners and imagine how things are going to land on different people. And I don't I, I think it's unfortunate that he got that advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was an original thought. Ooh, okay. Love that. Back to The Bachelor. That was fun. That. We, could, we could talk about this all day. So we see Gabby. She gets all the clothes. Honestly, I didn't really like those dresses that much to begin with, but that's nothing against her. She's gorgeous. I just thought they were kind of ugly. But something I did want to bring up and ask you about is, and this happens on this show a lot. I think people, you know, especially women go on the show and they maybe have felt unseen in past relationships. And now they have someone giving them so much attention um, I feel like if it was me, I would maybe questioning, like, is this real? Because we're on this show. But it seems that it always works. Like, they fall for the, um, you know. Do they fall guy. for it or do they play into it, though, Sarah? Like, Good question. Like, don't they have to lean into it and act as if if they have any chance of winning? True. True. That's good. That's a good point. But she kept saying... Like, I mean, if you walk in this this process guarded and like the person's like, you look so beautiful. And you're and like, do you really mean it? And the girl's like, how do I know it's true? Like, right. I, I don't know that that's super endearing. I'd get sent home night one because that's what I'd be doing. I'm like, are you saying that because the camera's there? Like, can you say it when it goes away? I mean, there's no way. I would be like, I don't believe you. But what was interesting with Gabby, and we kind of find out later a little bit more context with maybe some body image issues, very, you know, relatable, I think in past relationships, she seems pretty young as well. Um, but when she kept saying like, you make me feel wanted and beautiful without like before I even looked in the mirror, like your face was validating for me. I just thought that was interesting. And I think that is like a lovely sentiment, um, especially you know. if you have like insecurities. But I think that that was nice. And I do think he did have a little glimmer in his eye with her. Like I did see it to some degree. Um, but you're confused. You're like, okay. really? did you like, yeah. are, you're a little skeptical. I, I am. Your face, right? Yeah, a little. And then at first I, I couldn't decide how I felt about it. But then I was like, is this kind of like in real life when you're scared to show your boyfriend like your face without makeup? That's like the equivalent of this kind of. I think it's even worse. Let me just okay. tell you, like, can you imagine not being able to pick the size of your gowns or the or the gowns? So I've right. been in that situation. Okay. I've been in that situation where 
other people dressed me. The fear that you're not going to fit in the clothing, Sarah, is so oh real. Oh yeah, so like it, it. Every every nerve in your on your skin in your skin is tingling with anticipation. Like, is it going to zip? And then if it zips, are there going to be like the pull lines in the hips and in the arms and in the wherever they're not supposed to be? It is. And you don't they, she didn't get a mirror. She right. did not literally didn't have a mirror, had to walk out blind. That's terrifying, actually. Very vulnerable thing. It is a very vulnerable thing. I understand that to most people, this may sound ridiculous, but I don't know. I don't know many women who wouldn't be like. I would have a stomach ache and need to go to the bathroom. I couldn't eat for like a week before I had to go on my first bridesmaids dress fitting once because I was so scared that it was going to be like sample sizes and what I could, whatever. And it was like my family, half of the people in the room. And I was just like, this is the last place I want to be. And now, luckily, you now you usually measure yourself, order online, don't have to do bridesmaids dress fittings in person. Right. And it was nothing against the like the bride, whatever. It was just like, this is my worst nightmare to be in a room full of girls trying on dresses that are the same color. Um, in same pattern, same anything like bridesmaids. And so there are going to be some who pop. There are going to be some dress, some women who wear this exact. You're going to see the ideal, and then me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this is what the dress should look like, and then you're going to have the visual of me. Yeah. Oh um, God. I I thought that that was that was. Um, I also found that to be endearing and sincere and super relatable. I don't know if other people are going to find it relatable. I think your analogy of wearing, taking off your makeup in front of the person you're dating for the first time is probably more on track, mm-hmm. more relatable. Um, but it's a very vulnerable thing one way or no matter how you slice it. Yeah. We all want to look our best when we're trying to seduce and connect. And in front of a camera. I, I just can't even. It's yeah. layered. And at first I couldn't decide how I felt about it because Gabby, they've um they've shown a decent amount of her throughout the show. And I just pick up on that on the edit part to be like how far I think they're gonna go. And they've shown a decent side of her. She's like quirky, she's sarcastic, like she's seems to be a little silly, and they're editing that in a way where it's like, oh, Gabby in the background with a funny face. So I think they want us to like her, and I do. And then my solidif, I think that she might win simply because in the premiere, they played a cover of Elvis can't help but falling in love with you. And then they played it again in this episode. I'm like, so they put it there. Keep putting that wise man says in our head and they did it at the first episode. And now we're seeing Gabby dance to it. I'm like, oh, that's like the theme of the season, I guess, is like Zach just can't help but fall in love with Gabby. So, you know how sports betting is becoming yes. legal? Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> think um, can, reality show can contestants there should be betting on this. Yeah. There should absolutely be betting on this. And if there was, I'd be following your tips. Thank you. Because <laughs> you get this. You really get this in such a way. Have How often do you imagine the winner and you're right? I'm, I'm usually pretty good at getting like the final four. Um, sometimes I'll be thrown off by the winner, but then I'll go back and be like, oh, that was the point. Like they wanted us to believe it had to be this person. Um, but I study the promo. Like I've been watching the show for a long time. It's very rare that I'm not like, pretty close or the person I pick doesn't become like the bachelorette just especially since covering it for this show like analyzing how much screen time they're getting and like there's a great bachelor Instagram account called bachelor data and she'll like analyze the order of when they call their names and there are like statistics that you can follow and be like it's okay, literally so, football yeah so it's literally sports. gamify this yeah people need to gamify this we need to be betting on it 
it's better than betting on people getting concussions and like yes. logical problems. There's a, there is a podcast called Game of Roses who I've had on before and they do treat the show like a game and they call them players. They don't, they take out any sort of, and in a way where they're on their side, like they're like, that was a mistake in the game to tattletale versus like that girl's mean. And it's so fascinating to talk to them and listen to it that way. I, I find myself somewhere in the middle because I do want to root for the love story a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to be so cynical that I think it's all fake. Um, So I find myself somewhere in the middle, but I think that it is a game show to some degree. And the show's it never known is. that. Yeah. And, but, but I also want to say that game shows historically have never involved immersive experiences like this. Mm. So I do believe that there's a part of being cut off from the entire world and just being swept away in the whole thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, you know, I, I remember when reality shows first started. You know, Monday, Monday morning ladies would be like, "Oh my God, how could they act like that?" Like, obviously, cameras are everywhere, but we become desensitized to the cameras. Right. We become desensitized to the cameras, and because we're cut off from all outside communication and all the our tribe and everything it becomes like this wild psychological immersive experience where we do fall in, fall in line and play our role in it. Yeah. I've seen it. Very. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, the second date was canceled too, because Zach still had COVID shocker. Um, Jesse Palmer comes in to deliver the news and he tries to pull in Katie, the one girl and say, you're a nurse, you get it. And they all were just too busy crying to really care about whether Zach was feeling okay. Okay. So again, I do think we need to point out that this may have been edited ungenerously. Right. But I will say, um, the, the knee jerk response of people to be angry and actually say the words, I feel blown off. What did they feel? They, they kept saying they were stood up, stood up. Oh my God. Same. <laughs> I feel my, my date is in the hospital and I feel right. stood up. That yeah, is yeah. a perfect example folks of how feelings are not the same as facts. We mm. can feel something and we don't necessarily even have to express it when it's dumb like that. When it's dumb and it's painfully insensitive. Right. I mean, and so egocentric, like, oh, my God, I get it. I get it. But like everybody got the same amount of time taken away from them. Right. So you're all still on the same. You're, you're all still even. Nobody yeah. got robbed. No one got robbed. Every, not, everybody got robbed. You're not Danny Zuko stranded at the drive in. You're on The Bachelor. <laughs> And the bachelor is COVID and legally they cannot let you near him. And like we already established, they could have done a better job, but they're still giving you the some time and like some time to talk to him. And like you said, everyone besides Gabby, who I guess also magically has been testing negative because they never took her away. That's actually besides amazing. Gabby was, you know, in the same boat. That's nine other girls around you feeling the same exact feeling and stood up is just the opposite like disappointed sure but I feel like they had to pull it out of Katie to be like the nurse to be like let's go check on Zach so we got sympathy 100%. because as a viewer I was like oh my god they're not even like pretending to be like is he okay unless they just cut all that out I don't know and they, and they may have but honestly that there was even this much content in the negative yeah. that was that was reflective of selfishness and like oh my god what is this going to do to my chances Honestly, people like that's not how you're winning this guy. You're right. not winning anybody by having a lack of empathy and a lack of caring and a lack of nurturing. And I, I say to clients all the time, do not get engaged 
until you've had your first stomach flu in front of the partner. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. We need to know how the partner's going to show up for us. And I feel like that might have that might have been telling. Like I, I was appalled for what him. they should have done. This would have gotten messy, but would have been good TV and learning if they could have cameras on the girls for Zach to be watching in bed to be like, oh, this is how they reacted. He would have Gabby would have won in a second because he would have been like, why aren't they asking if I'm okay? Like he doesn't know that watching this back. I wonder if he's like, God, Sarah, you're, you're so right. That would have been epic. Oh, right. You need your own show. Go on. <laughs> I'm with you. I feel like that's the majority of what we saw. Obviously, we talked about the the women freaking out. Um, there is the virtual part where they do do like the FaceTimes. I also thought it was funny that Greer did admit that she was like shook that there wasn't um the little square in the corner of the iPad to see herself because she would have started herself full time. And Zach was taken aback by that as well, which is why when she gets that final rose, this is the first time of this season. I think this was a producer rose. They do every year. They keep a villain or a controversial girl around, whatever. It's part of the show. Not that I'm saying girls are villain, but like just maybe someone you're not expecting. And they haven't done that this season. It's been very Zach sending home anyone causing trouble early, like very quick. And I'm like, they want, and I kind of thought they were doing that because they wanted the theme to be can't help falling in love. Zach is because they've had so much, so many breakups recently that they want this to be the season about love. And that's how they're uh-huh. branding it. They're setting up Zach for success. So this was the first time they kept someone who I felt maybe Zach didn't want to actually keep because of his, the, maybe he just was actually had COVID and was tired, but his face during that, during his zoom with her and in the virtual zoom, when he gave her the rose, I felt like it was the first kind of, we need to keep Greer around and play this out next week. Maybe because like this week's episode, we already know is going to be boring. So we need these <laughs> two to like fight about the sales comment or something yeah. because thus far it's been very like, honestly shocking the way he's eliminated anyone that has any sort of like asterisk on them. Like they fought with this one girl and that never happened. So I, I thought that was interesting, but. And again, if what you're saying is correct and Santa isn't real and Zach doesn't make his own decisions, which, you know, kind of wrenches my soul a little bit. Right. And then, then that does call into play. All of this absolutely yeah. calls into play. Um, what I was thinking when I saw that whole Greer piece is that I was like, well, there was some heat between them. There okay. was some heat between them. But maybe I but but also and also I absolutely saw the complete turnoff in his face with like the he sales that, comment and everything and oh the my, comment of her looking at herself in the iPad. He I don't didn't like that. I don't understand what the big deal about that was. She's making small talk because it's awkward, dude. Yeah, that's it's definitely awkward. What it is. Like there's a camera on her and she's talking to a computer <laughs> and she wants to be with you and doesn't even care if she catches COVID. Yeah. That's the other piece. I'm like, these fucking girls would totally go on dates with him. 100%. Would not care about COVID. What a different generation. But. You know, I'm literally the only human being that has never got COVID. Wow. Yeah, You're never. Unicorn. I know. No, I'm in a bubble. I'm the I'm the I'm the lady in the in the plastic bubble who doesn't expose herself. But um but I did I saw that look of repulsion on his face. And now that you're connecting dots, I do wonder if that was a produced moment. Yeah. Keeping her, keeping Greer. I will say one more thing to know about her. She did get his first impression, Rose. So she was the night one girl that stood out enough to him that he either just like, like thought she was hot or whatever. So she did feel something for her. So maybe he's keeping her around in that sense. Like, I don't feel like I should send home someone who I had a connection with who I didn't actually get to see in person this week. So it could be that. 
or it could be the show saying we need to keep them around because we want the resolution a lot of the first impression rose they usually like them to you know have a goodbye have a like moment because it's someone the audience always remembers because that's such a significant thing on this show but i also think her having that awkward moment of saying that the producers did a poor job of setting them up for going in this room and being like what they could do zach had to tell them they could pick up the ipad i don't like that was a revolutionary concept Because they wanted to be right in their own frame. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They weren't sure how to sit on the sofa. Right. Like they, in a way, I wonder if the, there was such an absence of content that they were like, let the girls do what they want to do and it'll yep. all like play out. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's all fair game. I literally think that, um, yeah, I just, I do wonder now, is he keeping her around just for that reason? Just to be the villain. Right. Maybe. Oh, you know what also would be interesting? Another show concept. Nobody can steal this. This is only for Sarah and me. Every every bachelor or bat, or bachelorette should be, we should have a show of them watching the season because they don't yes. get to see the beside, behind. And, and it's got to be edited in a way where like nothing leaks mm-hmm. for the future. But the person is just like providing con- commentary. I think it would be fascinating to see people and people love like behind just as someone who knows but writing about the show if i can get behind the scenes what you didn't see or producer like reveals new information in a headline it's the what what people click on like they want to know we're at the point where the show's been on for so long none of us necessarily believe what's on our screen so we want to know what we didn't know and they have such strict contracts that like when something does get out it's a big deal and even when they write the book years later and i'm like i know people you might think people don't care about what happened on that group date when you had covid but like i promise you people are remembering that and they want to know why you acted the way you did so it's honestly a genius idea for this show to get ahead of itself and reveal its own tape like is waiting for them to expose you years later that's another a sunday bonus episode of them watching the week before would get better ratings probably than the basic episode. <laughs> I'm literally getting a former bachelor or bachelorette and I'm going to put cameras together, put a sizzle together and you'll be my co-host. Oh That's my how we're going to do it, Sarah. That feels like an amazing way to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining me. Do you have any other thoughts about what you think is going to happen with Zach or Megan and Harry or anything at all? I, I, I could talk forever. I look forward to further in the show where it's whittled down to less people. I'm actually going to make my own predictions to myself, not out loud. I don't like being wrong and I probably (laughs) will be. Um, I am going to make my own predictions because I want to test my own theory about who I think is going to be in the final, I don't know, three or four. And I'm curious about that. And I would love to come back when we can do a deeper dive um, when they go back to their homes. You know what I'm saying? Because I love the family dynamics and that's always so revealing. Yes, I agree. And I love having you for that. So maybe we'll circle back that way. And also just like DM me on Instagram who you think is going to win when you can... Like when we get closer, because I I won't at you if you're wrong, but I want to Thank know. you. I totally will. I totally will. We'll exchange bets. Yes, 100%. Well, thank you so much again for taking time. I love talking to you and I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.